If I told you half the things I've heard about this Jabba the Hutt, you'd probably shot her. My dear Jabba. Then wait. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of Blabba the Hut 2.0. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome and will gladly pay you the reward of 25,000. So the only thing that you can tell me is that I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. I'm your host, Kate, and joined once again by co-host Gary O'Toole, Plo Cool himself. How's it going? It's going to be an exciting one, Kate. Right, we haven't even said what we're going to talk about yet, but if you've been following us on social media, you'll know this is our D23 freakout episode. Woohoo! Should we let out a couple of woohoos? Oh yeah, it's going to be huge. There's been some <laughs> There's been some pretty big stories in the news in the last couple of hours, so uh we got lots to talk about, okay? I know. So we'll see how long this episode is. Hopefully it doesn't get, like, exceedingly long, but anyway, should we just get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Punch it, Chewie. Okay, so I just, I kind of have a brief outline, so should we start with Disney Plus? Yeah, absolutely. So that was on Friday. We had the Disney Plus panel. Oh, a side note, um, are you a D23 member? I was. I'm not anymore. I haven't been for for quite a while. Oh, okay. I'm not either, but I'm seriously considering it. But anyway, so yeah, Disney Plus. So, first of all, Clone Wars, They we knew that was coming, but I don't think we had a date. So that's going to be in February. The new, what is it, season seven? Yeah, and confirmed by Filoni to pretty much be the, the last. Gotcha. So that's exciting enough, like, on a normal day, like, that would be, like, overload yeah, for most bad, Star Wars fans. It's not, it's not a bad way to start, is it? Did we get any news about the Cassian show? I think they might have just briefly mentioned it. I think we sort of got the exact timeline, so those who have been following along with D23 will have seen the official timeline for the three different ages for where everything fits in. Mm-hmm. And that was the Cassian a kind of sh- interesting timeline. Yeah, so the Cassian show is going to be a pre-Rogue One. And I think its timeline is just starting sometimes after Star Wars Rebels. I mean, that makes sense, because you <clears throat> can't really have it post-Rogue One. Well, for obvious reasons, yeah. Spoiler alert <laughs> if you haven't seen the film. Wah, wah. Anyway, let's talk about happier, well, maybe not happier, but, so, we got the much-anticipated Mandalorian trailer. What did it, what were your initial thoughts for that? I loved that it was silent. Yeah. For the vast majority of it. The sort of, <clears throat> the visuals and the visual spectacle that we're all expecting it to be shone through. Which I think mm-hmm. was great for that there was such little dialogue. Yeah. Do you think it feels like it, Star Wars? It felt very familiar. I think that that oh, was a, a beautiful thing it. that it did feel very familiar. Yes, I agree. But at the same, yeah. But at the same time, the one thing 
that it sort of sparks for me is the excitement of the expansion of the the world and culture and understanding of Mandalore. You know, mm. automatically people hear the word Mandalorian, they would assume Boba Fett. Right. For which we should also mention it has been confirmed by Favreau that Boba will not be in this series. Yeah. Which, Percy, for me, I think is fantastic. It's a whole new chapter. <clears throat> exactly. And it will, you know, further enhance our understanding of of Mandalore, which is which is superb. I mean, the reaction in, you know, Clone Wars slash Rebels to Mandalore, the people were always wanting more. And I think we're finally getting that. Sweet. Do you think we'll see Sabine? In the Mandalorian, I, my heart would say no. <laughs> but this is John Favreau we're talking about, so I can't imagine that he, he won't have a couple of tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, and plus, if, if we look at the the directing directing talents, each director is gonna want to put their own spin on things. Hmm. So one would assume that when they were talking that each director would have sat down and explained, you know, what their clear vision would be for what they wanted to do and how they wanted to do it. So each individual episode, I think, is going to be completely different. Yep. So I know they say... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I know you can't please everyone, but considering the array of directing talent and the team behind this I think you're going to get pretty damn close to, to pleasing everyone right so I was I was going to mention to go along with that they announced that instead of the binge model where they just release everything all at once it's going to be a week by week basis mm-hmm. what do you think about that keep the people wanting more yeah I think it's, I think it's, I think it's as simple as that yeah, like, I know it's been mentioned, you know, it kind of keeps the discourse going as as opposed to, you know, like, everybody watching it or some people watching all eight episodes and then other people not having a chance to and getting upset because of all the spoilers. It gives everyone a little more leverage, I think, a chance to be on the same level. Well, I've, normally I would agree, yes, but having seen the release model for D23 uh, for Disney+, Plus, that's not something I'm very, very confident of, unfortunately. Are you talking about, like, the European release schedule? Yeah, we're we're pretty much not getting on until uh, Q1 of 2020. Ooh, that stinks. <clears throat> yeah. Which, by the way, Kate, while we're on D23... I think we should give an enormous shout out to our brothers and sisters over at Fanta Tracks who have been giving us some phenomenal coverage. Absolutely. Over the last few days. It, it truly has been incredible. They have covered every single angle that we could want. Awesome. Good job, guys and gals. So another interesting announcement that it kind of happened like with it, before the Disney Plus panel and everything but was that Ming-Na Wen is in The Mandalorian. Yes. That is awesome. <laughs> that is very, very interesting casting, isn't it? Yeah. Who do you think she's going to play? I have seen some things online 
which points to somebody who we may have seen in an animated series that looks very, very familiar. Mandalorian and Golden Armor. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, I mean, like, I didn't know they could make the show more awesome, but here we go. <laughs> it's Add... a very solid casting, I would have to say. Yeah, it's very cool casting. I think we're in for a treat. I, I'm I'm more excited for The Mandalorian than I am Episode 9, and that's being truthful. Wow. Yeah, genuinely, and... yeah, I really am. Wow. I... I've, you know, I've heard that sentiment from quite a few people. <clears throat> I personally am still more excited for episode 9, but well, ask me again on November 12th. <laughs> well, I mean, knowing me, I, I like different and I like stuff that veers off from what has come before, you know, whether it works or mm-hmm. not. Yeah, I think this will be that. <laughs> Alright, so... Let's talk more a little more about the trailer. I think there's a little more we could probably dissect about that. And yeah, then we can absolutely. get into some of the more other announcements at D23 Expo. But um, I really enjoyed the music. It had a very John Williams feel to it without being a cookie-cutter John Williams song. And that goes back again to the point we're making that it felt very familiar. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I think it fit, you know, the the style of filmmaking that that they're using with it, it fits really well within that, you know, between episode six and episode seven. Because it gave me a very, like, 80s feel to it. So that was really cool. You think this is sort of the darker side of Star Wars, K? That oh, they're certainly um, promoting it that way as kind of mm-hmm. gritty and dark, but I think it will be that, but I think it's also going to have a lot of emotion and uh, it's probably going to really tug at our heartstrings a lot. Specifically, you know, what was that? And we get Tatooine. Uh, was that Tatooine? We get Tatooine. Interesting. It's going to be insane. <laughs> So, what do you make of, um, there was multiple scenes with, it looked like, children in danger. What do you make of that? In sort of earlier discussions that we've had, it very much springs to mind of a realm full of underworld goings-on and chaos. And Mm -hmm. that's what it presents as, at least on the front of it, which again is what they've been pushing so... For me, I'm hoping it's the gunslinger in the literal sense of things. Hmm. Yeah, it gave me some real Rogue One vibes, especially, you know, is it on Jeddah where the little girl is about to get blown up or whatever and Jin saves her? So it just gave me some of those vibes like that. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of storylines they have with that. And I, I think that's going to be part of, you know, the the parts of the episodes that really are emotional. That'll be some intense TV viewing, I think. And I think this is very much an avenue 
that could go in so many directions which is what we want in star wars you know we want more storytelling in new realms with new possibilities and this certainly through disney plus presents an enormous opportunity for that and clearly they're confident if uh series two was already being written Mm -hmm. so can we talk about ig88 (laughs) oh yes how awesome was that? I mean, I know he's a bad guy and shooting people, but like the way he was twisting, like and shooting in both directions, like yeah, what? you you. And if IGAA is picking up with the man, though, you can bet that guy must have crazy skills. Yeah, crazy. Who do you think is in the carbonite block? I didn't even want to hazard a guess because I, I'm sure you've seen the same, same threads and theories that I have. Uh, I've seen a couple. The yeah, one that there's... sticks out is that it was Palpatine. Oh, good lord. I've <laughs> seen one that's Jar Jar in disguise. I was just like, yeah, I'm not reading this anymore. Oh, uh, I haven't seen that. There's always going to be one of those Jar Jar to- types. Those Jar Jar people <laughs> oh yeah we're uh hopefully we're not gonna go into gung and overload again oh boy but i mean this series kate at its very core is littered with legends i mean not even just the casting the mando ship which is the the razor crest mm-hmm. it was designed by doug chang of all people that's so cool and I mean, we've both we've, we we were at the you were at the dog panel with me, weren't you? Mm, I yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, Doug Chang just wow. Yeah. I mean, that guy has seen it, done it, you name it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see a making of the art for the Mandalorian. You think they'll come out with one of those? I can imagine it's already in if Doug has his way. That would be so cool. Awesome. So, any other thoughts about the Mandalorian trailer? Our first look at Grief Karga. So, Carl Weathers' character. Oh, yeah. Very, very interesting again. And he's the... Isn't he supposed to be the the leader of the, the Bounty Hunters? I have no idea. I think he's supposed to be like similar to like a pit boss that he's the oh. the boss of all the Mandos. And another thing I might point out and a little ode to your favourite costumes in um, the prequels. A lot of darker toned costumes. Mm-hmm. And then particularly with the Razor Crest flying over the canyons. You know, lots of browns, lots of darker True. tones. And then there that... was the purple Twi'lek. Mm-hmm. Of which is another very familiar face. Yeah, I, I retweeted her. What's her name again? She was a Nymphadora Tonks in Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Um. So, yeah, any other thoughts about Mandalorian? No, I'm just very, very excited for the Mandalorian. I think it's going to be new. Hopefully it will feel very, very different, and there will be some... Uh, some surprises along the way, which there's no doubt in my mind about when we look at the talent which has been assembled both in front of the camera and behind the camera. 
Yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah, go on. Um, It just, it feels like a new chapter. Like something, obviously, they've never done a live series for Star Wars before. So it feels, it feels monumental. And I'm hoping, and it seems like there will be a really good reception and we'll get more series in the works, which we'll talk about a little bit more in just a bit. <laughs> so actually, that's a very good segue to the next announcement, um, which was rumored for some time, but it's official now that we are going to be seeing Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Woohoo! Are you still there? I am. Oh, I was just letting you, I was I was just letting you get your woohoo out. Oh, okay. <laughs> so how excited are you about this? Well, first of all, I think we have to see quite possibly the worst kept secret in Star Wars. True. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Yeah, let's let's be honest. This was Not to mention you and himself like always saying that he wanted to be in Star Wars again. Yeah, this 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 was always a question of when, not if. That's true. I think that's the way it has to be looked upon. It's still exciting, though. At the end of the day, with the announcers, I was just gonna say, there's people who will say, you know, they are can they are just giving the fans what they want. Well, yeah, they're a business, and they know they're going to make a crap lot of money from it. Why shouldn't they <laughs> capitalize? They're a business. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, who who doesn't want more Kenobi? True. I I have not heard one person who's against that idea. Everybody loves Kenobi. Everyone loves Kenobi. And the script is written by all accounts. The episodes are written, I believe. They're ready to record next year, I think. Nice. I really hope we get some of um, Jonathan... Was I saying Jonathan Jackson? Johnny Jackson Miller? Yes. <laughs> Kenobi, like, I know it's not technically canon, but it was such a good book. And I hope they have taken some ideas from there. That would be an interesting idea, all right. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some, some of the, or at least some, like, similar type characters. So would you like to see the same thing again, like a a set of different directors? For each episode, you mean? Yeah. Sure. I was just going to say, is it wrong that I would really love Garrett Edwards to helm this? That would be cool. Be pretty sweet. Yeah. Could 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 we just get Garrett Edwards and Michael Giacchino just to do uh to do this? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I bet the music will be amazing, huh? Yeah, and that would that would really have to present with feelings of nostalgia, wouldn't it? That would. Very much yeah. need to hit home. Oh yeah! In terms of the the emotional aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I've heard some people speculate that maybe we'll see a live action Ahsoka in the show. Well, I think we would have a prime candidate for that character, wouldn't we? That to for the actor, you mean? Yeah, hasn't Rosario said she would love to do it? She has. And. You, for anybody online who hasn't seen them, check out the concepts of Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. 
it's actually freaky. <laughs> so, so I think good. that could be cool if she went to Tatooine to look up Obi-Wan or something. Can we please have Plo Koon? Please. <laughs> Did he survive Order 66? Unfortunately not, no. But flashbacks, but, um, maybe. Yeah, I'll take ex- I'll take flashbacks. I'll take anything. Well, if Ahsoka's on, then maybe maybe they would have flashbacks or something. Mm-hmm. That would and be like, so I, cool. And I was saying, like, maybe they'll have um, Anakin even on flashbacks or dreams or something like that. Just no Inquisitors, please. <laughs> I don't want any more go-go gadget lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, we've probably had enough of those in Star Wars for the time being. <laughs> well, if we were to get a, a live-action Ahsoka, would it be possible that we could get a, a Ventress? Uh, anything's possible. I think a lot mm. of it will hinge on the success of The Mandalorian. And if they see there's the support for live action, I'm sure they're going to be making a lot more. Because look at Marvel. Like, there were so many announcements with, for the Disney Plus um, for a TV there series. Was. Yeah. So maybe maybe the next D23 Expo, there'll be, like, a ton more Star Wars shows announced or something if it goes well. And we shall see. Testing the waters as such. Yep. Okay, so shall we move along? Let's move move along. along. (laughs) Episode 9. So we didn't get a new trailer, but there was new footage. So the thing that everybody... Should we just get right to it? The thing that everybody's talking about? Well, actually, before (laughs) we get to the footage, can we just talk about the elephant in the room? What's that? The poster. Oh, sure. Um, I'm assuming you, you're you late to the party and you haven't seen what was going on uh, online. What was going on? About Palpatine and how he looks a bit strange in the poster. Um, I, I saw some people kind of complaining that he looked too cartoonish. Okay. And the reason that they've done that is somebody on Reddit actually did a photo comparison of the Hot Toys Palpatine. And yeah, it matches up exactly wrinkle for wrinkle. So if wow. that was used, a lot of people... Yeah, so a lot of people seem to be a bit cheesed off that they would use a toy as opposed to an actual picture of the actor. Fascinating. Yeah, it. Um, I only seen it maybe in the last uh, half an hour, 40 minutes before we started recording, I think. So huh. yeah, some people are, are not quite happy about the poster at all that it seems to be quite video gameish. it gives me some real like um empire strikes back i am your father vibes it actually reminds me a little bit of the the tlj poster you know with just three elements the remember the poster with with kylo and luke and then ray in the middle with the saber mm. that's what it kind of reminds me of again that trifecta cool but, I mean, it's the first poster. We shouldn't read too much into it. Yeah. You know JJ. He's got tricks up his sleeve. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So, should we get to the big 
reveal. <laughs> Let's just Let's do it. Well yeah, I haven't even seen it. I've only been reading about it um from tweets and then like articles and things like that. But so they did a sizzle reel, which apparently started with some footage of the other movies, went into some new footage, and then ended with Ray and a double bladed red lightsaber. Then there was also the uh, sound of Darth Vader's breathing, I believe. Oh, really? I didn't hear that. Yeah. That's crazy. And I think also seen in it was obviously the duel between Rey and Kylo. Yeah. But also some uh, Star Destroyers and X-Wings seem to have featured as well. So one of the articles, I can't find it at the moment, but it said that it was a vision of Rey... With the double-bladed red lightsaber. So, is it just, I mean, it seems like that's kind of something they'd want to kind of play around with a little, rather than just outright saying that it's a vision. So what what do you think about that? Do you think, do you think it's just a red herring, something JJ's trying to throw everyone off? But like when they go out right out and say that it's a vision, what are we supposed to think? (laughs) Yeah, I think I would personally believe that's a red herring, but if we look at it from the point of view of Rey herself, I don't believe she has to wield the dual-bladed lightsaber to turn dark. Hmm. Interesting. I think I think vision would make sense because this trilogy has pretty much focused on force visions and force backs and and things like that. So I suppose a a common trend which has flowed through the three movies. Maybe she has a twin that's evil. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, we're bringing clones in again, are we? Yeah. I saw some someone said on Twitter, I think, that maybe it's like Yoda and the evil Yoda from Clone Wars. And I think that was a vision, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. Interesting. I can't wait for the next trailer. Yeah, that's usually the trailer where we get, I suppose, more meaty content, isn't it? Probably in October-ish. It seems to be the pattern so far. Mm. And that scene with Kylo. (sighs) Which one? Just knocking someone to the ground. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Oh, and then the um, Darth Vader helmet. Mm-hmm. But it, that was a different... That was... I forget. They sh- that wasn't part of the sizzle reel, though, was it? The Kylo scene? The Kylo and then the um, Darth Vader mask. I think they wasn't... just showed... I think they just showed the mask kind of shrouded in smoke. Cause, but wasn't that, like, earlier than the Disney um, film panel or whatever? Did they not just show the helmet? Was it? It was different to how they showed it in the sizzle reel. I think. Mm, okay, because I actually haven't seen anything from the sizzle reel, so that's why. Because I have, I've seen. It must have been like they were showing a montage earlier at D twenty three, or something. But, but yeah, it's new footage. Yeah, well, what they showed at D twenty three, we believe, is due to drop Monday, if I remember correctly. Yep. So that'll that'll be interesting. Why couldn't they have just released it like yesterday? That's really stupid. 
Yeah. In my I opinion. mean, there has, there has to be some exclusivity for people who are there, you know? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's easier to say when I'm sitting at home. But if I was there, oh, yeah. I would probably have a different opinion. But anyways... So anything else about episode nine, like that whole panel that jumps out to you? I've seen more things cropping up online relating back to aftermath about the unknown regions. Hmm. So remember when we were reading aftermath and the um the the kind of emergence of Snoke and Gallius Rex? Wasn't there always talk about a a secret fleet or a secret weapon somewhere off for Snow's wear? That'll be interesting to see. So, I liked this story from J.J. Abrams about Carrie Fisher. Was that about what she wrote in her book? Yeah. So, in her uh, dedication for the Princess Diarist, she thanked J.J. Abrams for putting up with her twice, but she had only worked with him once until now. Yeah. So, I thought that was funny. (laughs) She knew... Typical Carrie. (laughs) <laughs> oh actually Kate something interesting that did come up that I think is flying under the radar a little bit oh what's that we got more details from um Kerry Russell about her character oh yeah Zora is it yeah, Zori Bliss Zori Zori Bliss yeah and it and it seems that her and Flyboy have a history <laughs> Yeah, I did see something about that. They have a past, apparently. Yeah, and we know Dameron likes to push the boundaries a little bit, so it's no surprise that he would perhaps have developed a relationship with someone with questionable morals. This is true. How how cool is her helmet, by the way? <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a sort of a, a weird Emphis Nest vibe about it a little bit. Yeah. Although it does kind of look like a welder's helmet from the front. <laughs> the awesome. detailing on her belt is amazing. I know that's just from my kind of costuming <laughs> side of things, but the detailing is amazing. Very and it cool. looks and there it looks like there's actually writing on her small chest plate. I don't know whether uh, Somebody was saying it might have been an air, uh, like a later version of Orbish. Some saying it's a local dialect. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Have you got a mm. picture of it there? You can zoom in on it, the one on the stairs. Um, not at the moment. Okay, I'll but try yeah, if you get a chance, look at it later. Look, yeah. And mm-hmm. I have my little Arabish chart right by my desk, so yeah, maybe I'll you see you, you can't really see it though. That's the that's the only thing. So yeah, probably the last time we're ever gonna see Goldenrod. Aww. Do you think he's going to, like, sacrifice himself for everyone? No, he is not. <laughs> Go- well, I didn't expect Go- that reaction from you. Goldenrod will look to get out of there at the first chance he gets. That's true. That's why it would it would be even more sentimental. Really, it would make I more think sense w- like if R2 did, but I don't want to see that. I think it would be amazing to see Goldenrod's uh, spy network again. <laughs> there you go. I just can't wait to see, I, I just can't wait to see Lando and 3PO interact. That'll be good. I know like 
really, all in all, like, I wasn't super overwhelmed with the episode 9 content. Well, obviously, because we haven't seen it yet, but yeah. just based on what I'm reading, like, it didn't seem like it was that long. And then it was just part of the, you know, Disney film making or whatever panel. So, like, it should have gotten its own panel, maybe, and extended a little more, but... Hello. Well, potentially it could, but they if if we're looking at it from a business point of view, focusing on Disney Plus and the TV shows is the big drive for them for now. There's still roughly four months to go for the True. release of Rise and of Skywalker. We just, so we're on, we had a celebration not that long ago. Exactly. But one point I would like to make, Kate, and I'm hoping you'll share your thoughts as well, with regards to Kenobi... I'm really glad it's a TV series and not a movie. Yeah. Because with the movies, obviously, um, after this, that's the end of the Skywalker saga. And we know that Ryan is going to have his trilogy, which is going to be totally new and separate from everything else. But a lot of people seem to be, or don't seem to be... still registering the fact that the Game of Thrones bias are going to be doing their own movies. Yeah. So there is always the risk of oversaturation. Sometimes there can be too much Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I think with respect to Kenobi being a TV series, however many episodes it may have, whether it's 6, 8, 10, 12, they're going to be able to do a lot of storytelling in a different way that they would do within a movie mm-hmm. so for me that's sort of avoiding that over saturation that with the new movies coming we know that Ryan's is going to be totally new and I would be assuming that the Game of Thrones boys will be doing that as well unless mm-hmm. they maybe finally cave in and we see the old Republic mm. which, I, which I do think would be sensational that would be pretty cool and if there were guys to do it, they would be the ones to do it. True. And clearly, Benioff and Wires were coming into, you know, the Star Wars world in a position of strength that they had this massive hit on their hands and that what they did worked. More or less. <laughs> so, well, yeah, apart from the, the final season. But, you know, in terms of an overall spec. <laughs> In terms of an overall spectacle and a phenomenon, right? they're going to have very clear ideas and I would assume a very wide scope regards what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So how their vision links in with what the, the story group will be trying to do is going to be very exciting, how mm-hmm. that plays out. That'll be good. All right, so... I think that's pretty much it for episode nine, unless you have anything else. Not in terms of a D23 point of view. I think we have covered everything. Oh, apart from catering in for any of our friends out there. If you have experienced um, Vader Immortal, Mm -hmm. which was a VR experience. Which was absolutely amazing. I don't know whether you got to experience it or not, Kate. No, I haven't. 
it was a full-on VR experience that was specially created for this and it turned out then that we are getting an episode uh, two. Oh, Which cool. was continuing on from it. Yeah, it, it was absolutely brilliant. And nice. with this one, it's, censor- it's centering on Vader himself. Oh. Very cool. So I'm very, very excited for anybody who hasn't gotten a chance to do it. Sorry, it was uh, Secrets of the Empire was the first one. Sorry, well, where am I going? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, it's a it's a VR experience that's um following on uh, from that. That's very cool. Were there any other game announcements for Star Wars? No, there hasn't been anything um, major. Just people now seem to be clocking on to the fact that some of the, the older games are on PlayStation Network for quite cheap. Oh. So, Very yeah, good. everyone seems to be seems to be sort of hopping on that. But I think overall that was sort of the, the big focus for Star Wars was Episode 9 and the Mandalorian. And, I mean, we haven't even chatted Clone Wars, Kate. I know. So I noticed just as we were starting to record, um, there was, I think, the Disney Parks panel. So mm-hmm. it looked like they were talking a little bit more about the Star Wars Hotel. I'm trying to find oh, an article yeah. or something. But, I mean, I did see the prices for that. It seems a little high. <laughs> yeah, for a two-day experience, isn't it like 3000 per person? Yeah. Which yeah. is bonkers. I know it's a little extravagant. I want. I'm hoping though prices will go down, but I doubt it. Yeah, it's it's probably unlikely. Oh, actually, Kate, there is one thing that we never mentioned about the Mandalorian and a casting that seemed to fly under the radar. Oh yeah, what's that? Giancarlo Esposito is in the Mandalorian. Who? Giancarlo Esposito. Who's that? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Who is it? He was Gus in Breaking Bad. See, I never watched He was in Better Call Saul. He was in Once Upon a Time. Who was he in that? In which? Once Upon a Time. I can't even remember who he was in Once Upon a Time. I just know he was in it. If I saw his face, I might recognize him. Oh, you would, definitely. Um, But yeah, he was in... Breaking Bad and he was just um, amazing and I think he was also the the voice of Aquila in the Jungle Book in 2016 hmm but he's been in a he's been in a heck of a lot of stuff um, he's got a very a very wide kind of career cool but yeah you need to you need to look at that oh he was in Maze Runner as well apparently didn't see it <laughs> yeah but his big thing was was pretty much Breaking Bad. Gotcha. Pulling out all the stops for Mandalorian, huh? Yeah. And of course, Gina Carano as well. Yeah. Oh, and another little tidbit. There's IG-11, who we see with the Mandalorian. Oh. Yeah. Is he like IG-88, but like... A- before model. Yeah, did you say did you actually say IG eighty eight earlier? I thought you said IG eleven. I said IG eighty eight. Alright, okay, no, it's IG eleven. 
It's not IG88? No, it's apparently IG11 in the the scene where they come through the door. Oh, okay. And IG11 is being voiced by one of the directing talents. Yeah, who? Taika! <laughs> so the only I way that could be... I see he was at the expo, so... So the only fun. way that could be cooler is if IG-11 sounds like Korg. <laughs> you never know. They should do like a extended scene, like if they on the Blu-ray or something. That would be that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. All right. So did we cover most of the D twenty three awesomeness? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we have missed anything. Obviously, we can't really cover Disney Plus too much because it's very, very different for Europe, uh, well, Western Europe as it is, mm-hmm. the, the United States. We're not getting it until supposedly Q1 of 2020, give or, mm-hmm. give or take. Bummer. Yeah, so... And in terms of the timeline... I think with the release of Disney Plus, it's The Mandalorian, and then I think The Clone Wars is due in, is that uh, February or March time, roughly? Mm-hmm. I think it drops around then, so um, there's a there's going to be a, a heck of a lot to come in the, um, in the next few months. I mean, we haven't even talked the Cassian series at all. I know. Which they seem to, uh, is obviously in uh, a lesser development stage, I suppose, than Kenobi. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, lots of Star Wars on the horizon. And Star Wars uh, Resistance Season 2 as well. Which is also the final season. Mm-hmm. Thank God. <laughs> I Honestly, I've only watched maybe the first two episodes. Yeah, I I didn't really enjoy it as much as I thought I would have. You know, when I think of anime, there's there's different things that just you know even anime style. There's different series mm-hmm. that jump to mind, and Resistance just wasn't one of them. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't capture me like Rebels or Clone Wars did so far. Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it, that with the age of Resistance, which is our latest one, seems to be being closed off as a chapter but yet the age of republic and the age of rebellion are being opened up to new stories hmm. yeah that is interesting which is very very exciting crazy stuff man yeah cut the shot red too let's wrap things up so where can people find us online people can find us online at blab of the hut we are on facebook twitter and Instagram, have you got us up on anything else? Anything else on social media, Master? <laughs> Those are the main ones. Oh yeah, that we're most active on. So, and then of course you can follow us um, at Kamidu K A M I D U U, and and you can find me at Plo underscore Cool P L O underscore K O O L. Deadly. So I guess, um, well, in the future, we still have your um, Dublin Comic Con content. 
And then you'll be at Galaxy's Edge pretty soon, won't you? I will. I'm flying out the 2nd of September. So uh, we'll expect a full report on that. Oh, yeah. And I'll be kind of tweeting and Instagramming out as much as, as much as I can. Awesome. So, yeah, watch for that. All right. Yeah. So that's going to do it for this episode. So live long and prosper. Oh, wait. <laughs> May the force be with you. And you.